The following episode will be a lengthy discussion about death and grief, as well as healthy and maybe not so healthy coping mechanisms for introverts. This is a topic that some listeners may find difficult to listen to, and discretion is advised. I'm Phil Rickaby, and I am a writer and performer, and I am also an introvert. And I'm Jess McCauley, and I'm a theater maker, and I am also an introvert, and this is The Introvert's Guide to... If you want to drop us a line, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at introvertguide2, the number two, and you can find the website at introvertsguide2.com. If you want to send us a message, you can do that through the website, or you can email us at introvertsguide2stuff at gmail.com. And remember, we may use your questions or comments on an upcoming episode of The Introvert's Guide 2. And if you like the podcast, make sure to go to Apple Podcasts, Google Music, or wherever you get your podcasts, and leave a comment or rating. Your comments and rating help new people find the show, but even better, if you know someone that might like The Introvert's Guide 2, tell them about it. Some of our favorite podcasts became our favorites because someone told us about them. We've 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 had... We've had this topic on our list since almost day one. Mm-hmm. A long time. Yeah, and uh, we've been we've been putting this one off. Every single time we conclude an episode, we we regroup and we decide which one we're going to go and get ready for the next the next time we record. And literally every single time, Phil, we said, "Are we ready for grief?" The answer was always no. No. We're not. It, it's a it's a tough topic. It it is. It is. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna tackle it. And if 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 you're listening and uh, you're currently grieving, hopefully there are some things that you might hear that will help you. If it's too raw, uh, we totally understand. Come back and to listen when you're ready. So this is something that everyone goes through at some point in their life, and. I mean, in, in varying levels, sometimes it can start off with a goldfish. <laughs> I'm just going to crack. I'm going to start this off. <laughs> did, did you lose a, a goldfish early in your life, Jess? Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> oh, man. No, I, I did. But you know what? I Jumping right into it. The first mm-hmm. viewing I ever went to. I was I was in kindergarten and our crossing guard had actually passed away. And I remember the whole school was upset about it and the everyone was invited to the celebration of life and I remember going to the viewing with my mom cuz she knew the family personally. Right. That I I just didn't know what to think. It was very final. That that was you know, for me at such a young age to take that in, it was a lot. It's a open casket is an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some people who, who need it. Yeah. There are some people who, um, in order for them to find closure, they need to see the person they love in a coffin without any life in them. Right. Yeah. For other people, uh, that is an entirely 
difficult thing mm-hmm. to replace the memory of the person that they see that they know with with that. Yeah, I'm personally. I mean, for me, um, anytime that I've had the opportunity to attend a viewing, I. I will. I I have no interest in seeing the body. I want to remember the person as they are. Right. Or sorry, as they were. Hmm. Okay. How 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 are you with that? I'm a little iffy. I mean, like frankly, uh, Irish Irish culture, we would actually have the body in the house for viewing. Mm-hmm. So we're a little bit more like, I guess, what's what's the way is it death positive. <laughs> A little like it's just in that, you know, we we no matter what, it's like it, it's there. But I don't know. Being open, I actually lost my best friend mm. uh, when I was seventeen. I was seventeen. I lost my best friend, and going to his funeral and seeing open was hard, like hard. And for the family, and it was such a large viewing. It was hard for everyone that I. I get that feeling because, you know, yeah, there's people I I don't know if I can do it, but the crossing guard, I don't know. Like, I think I was just really curious too, right? Which is weird to really admit out loud. (laughs) I think, I think children at a certain age are really curious about death. Yeah. It's a word that's thrown around a lot Mm -hmm. when you're really young. And I don't think we, when we're that young, we don't have any frame of reference. We don't know what to do with it. Exactly. I just... All it was explained to me is that I am not going to see this man anymore. That's it. He's gone. Yeah. And yeah, it, yeah, it was difficult. Um, when, when I lost my friend though, having that be someone close to me, I, that was, it was hard. I had a lot of people reaching out and even the way it was, the news was given to me, there was people around me. Mm. Like I was actually having friends over at the time and I got the call and they had just shown up when I had got it and I was a wreck. So that, yeah, it, it was a lot of people and they, for the best intentions, everyone wants to rally around you. They want to support you because it's a process that all of us are going to go through. And I think that's something that we all connect with. So I guess as the introvert, I had to make a choice, which was let these people take care of me, let the people that love me take care of me, or just take a minute to be quiet and think about it. And Later on, I appreciated the time to be quiet and kind of take it in, but I appreciated the the way my family approached me with the situation. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. It's really, I mean, it's difficult. I mean, I I lost both of my grandfathers in the same summer when I was 13. Oh, jeepers. And neither was particularly a surprise. Hmm. Have, losing them as close together as we did, um, that was a surprise. But they each had so one had one had lung cancer mm-hmm. and the other had brain cancer, right? And and so that was that was that was a particularly rough summer. Mm-hmm. But I mean, since then, like you know, I've lost my sister. I've lost someone that I love very much, or loved very much. You know, and and every time grief is 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 difficult, and. It is hard to know with the, I mean, first off, for people who are trying to support you, it's hard for them to know what to do. Mm -hmm. First off, 
nobody really knows what to say. Just focus. It's more so that focus of just wanting to say the right thing. Right. And there is no right thing. There, Yeah. There, there's no way to come at that. It's just really every time you're going to get the same piece of advice, be sensitive mm-hmm. and be as sympathetic and empathetic as possible. Like yeah. you, you have to let them feel and you can't control that. They have to let it out. Yeah. It's, 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 it's really difficult. You're right. Because, you know, also I remember um, getting all kinds of phone calls and people reaching out. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And while I appreciated it, I also didn't know how to take it. Oh yeah. Like I, people reaching out first off, it's a phone, so I'm not into that. <laughs> so I, I, I feel like I, I may have brushed some people off, and I still kind of regret that to this day, the way that I handled it. But I also, I've always tried to remind myself that, like, when you're grieving, and when it's, especially when it's fresh, but when you're grieving at all, you, you're not necessarily in control of of how you react to the everyday. Yeah, exactly. You're just your mind is in such a different place mm-hmm. that there, there is no time to think about like you spend every other day having to think about how other people feel. And this is the one time you are entitled to feel what you need to feel. And I just, I know you feel bad and, and I'm, sh- and honestly, I don't know there. It's hard to actually tell people and give that space and boundary. Right. Because I remember getting messages on mm-hmm. Facebook of friends that knew my friend and getting the messages of, I knew you two were close. Mm-hmm, so I want mm-hmm. you to know I'm thinking of you if you need someone to talk to. And all I kept thinking about is, I don't want to talk. No. And if I do, and I, as mean as it sounds, it's, I'm not going to talk to you. Yeah. And I hate how mean it sounded. And I didn't know how to say it properly. So I, I did the same thing. I actually didn't reply at all. Yeah. And, or I didn't, I just, I didn't even read the messages. I just let them go to un, unread. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like that now currently, but at this point it was definitely deliberate of I'm not speaking. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, when, when everything, when you're, when you're in the midst of grieving, um, I think you have to stop thinking about how other people react. Right. Uh, which is hard because we are, we're trained. We're co- it's coded into our earliest memories to think about how other people are feeling to what we're saying. Be nice and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying like use grieving as an excuse to be a dick, but also also sometimes you when you are hurting, you do things that that you you regret. Exactly. There's. It's just best to let that person have space. If they want you, they'll call for you. That's, that's my, if you're not too close with them, I mean, like, you know, if, you know, Steve and I experienced a loss yeah, and it was difficult, we had each other. So I appreciated the space that everyone else gave around me when I've got that one person that I know I can go to as an introvert specifically, I've got one person I know I can count on. Right. And the whole world can, they can wait. That's the one time I don't, I absolutely 100% never had an anxiety of it telling everyone else when I need my space. I don't that's feel good. bad for that. Yeah, no, that's no. the one thing I've conquered. 
I feel like when when I was in the midst of it after my sister died because I lost the the this this woman that that I love very much mm-hmm. uh and I and my sister within like 2 months mm-hmm. and I remember when people were were calling me after my sister died oh. and I brushed them off so quickly that I still I think after that I felt guilty trying to reach out to them oh um, like I did not forgive myself cause I brushed them off. I was like, that was, that was not kind. That was not a good way to react to them trying to be kind to me. And so I, I was not, I, I didn't reach out again cause I felt bad about it. You know what? I mean, we forget that there are those consequences, right? But mm-hmm. given the circumstances again, like you did give yourself a little bit of, of slack there, right? Uh, in it, I mean, not after the fact, not like later on, but while I was grieving, I didn't even care, to be honest. Right. Oh, for sure. I, yeah. You know, I didn't, I didn't care what they were thinking. I didn't care. You know, I, I appreciated them reaching out, but mm-hmm. sometimes people, when they are reaching out, they want to, sometimes people are not just reaching out to, to wish you condolences. They want to make yeah. you feel better. Yeah. And so they want you to come out and, you know, they want you to do something and, 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 and they, that's not necessarily what everybody needs, you know? Right. Um, some people will say, well, you've been, you know, you've, you know, uh, you've, you've been inside in your room for three days, you know? And that's, they'll be like, come out, you should come out. And without sort of realizing that maybe you still need to be in your room for maybe another three days or whatever it is, you have to feel what you're feeling. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and in the way that you need to feel it. You cannot give yourself a timeline for these things. You know, no. and, and that's one thing I, I made note of is Ontario's grievance policy is three days. I think, I think that's a common thing. I don't know what, I don't know what, you know, we have listeners all over and I don't yeah. know what the policies are everywhere, but, but our government gives three days and some places may give less. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I know exactly how I feel about it. Three days yeah. is not enough. It's not. I, I mean, it's, it's, how do I, I mean, that's even for, and this policy can, you know, again, in Canada, Ontario, this policy can certainly fluctuate from company to company, but three days is pretty darn typical. Yeah. And I remember the last place I worked, if I lost my spouse, mm-hmm. I only get three days. How the yeah. hell is that time to recover? And I, you know, this is a good place to feel outraged about that as yeah. well. I am not, I was, God forbid, if I had a lost my spouse, I would have had to yeah. have gone to my retail job, my retail job as yeah. an introvert and lost my freaking mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And it's, it's, I mean, some, some companies are great and they will say, please take what you need. Yeah. And they may take, I mean, after, if you're after a week, they may be like, Hey, yeah, how are you doing? What's up? Um, but all they are required to give you by law is three days. Right. And some places like your retail job will be like, all right, three days. So that's enough time for that person to die. You, you to organize the funeral. And I guess you went maybe, but maybe not, but whatever, come back to work. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that, I mean, yes, that's at least the law provides some time, but three days is not enough. Exactly. Like, like you're saying you would still be a mess when you came back. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I thankfully 
that has not happened. Yes. But it's just one of those, I, I don't know. I it's You're so emotionally close to that policy that it's just, it's an icky one. It's icky. I don't yeah, like it. Yeah, it. it really is. It really yeah. is. Um, there's, I mean, one of the, the, the rituals surrounding somebody dying is mm-hmm. a funeral or memorial service, depending on, on what it is. Sometimes a funeral might be family only mm-hmm. and a memorial might be public, or maybe the funeral is public as well. Mm-hmm. The difficult thing for an introvert around a memorial or a public funeral is that there are public condolences. There would be a lot of people mm-hmm. in the room who want to come up to you and say that they're sorry for your loss or whatever it is. And that can be overwhelming. Oh, for sure. I mean, thinking about it a little bit, <laughs> you're really honoring that person. If you you have to honor this person who they were, if they knew a lot of people. Yeah. And there's people that want to say goodbye. You have to let them there. There is no around that. That's not fair. Yeah. You know, it, it all depends on the circumstance. But if you have no choice and you have to be put in that situation, you have the obligation to yourself to really think about your self-care. Yes. Because you have such an obligation and it's going to be taxing on you that it is more important than ever to make sure you're, you're on it. People who go to a funeral in their own way, they're grieving too, regardless mm-hmm. of how close you were to the person or how close they are. Everybody at the funeral or memorial is grieving in some way, regardless of how close they were. Right. And, but if you are one of the people that was closest to them and you're say in a receiving line or your, you know, People are, or even if you weren't that close, like people are going to be milling around and mm-hmm. and wanting to share stories of the person who passed and all of that stuff. And it is so important that as an introvert, you have quiet time before the funeral. Yeah. If you can get it during the funeral, if you can get it after. I mean, because sometimes after the funeral, there's there's like a, some kind of reception as well, mm-hmm. you know. I found a couple of the funerals that I went to when I was younger was when I was still smoking. And so going out for a cigarette was a way that I could have an excuse to get away from people. Mm-hmm. And that was during those memorials and funerals, that was the the, the best way to, to, to just get away. Mm-hmm. unless there were already smokers out there, in which case then it was, you were like, Oh fuck, <laughs> you know, but yeah. And I guess if you are in a situation where you are one of like family members or like a really close to the person who is, is, is the funeral is for, mm-hmm. and you know, there are going to be people coming up to you to express their condolences. I would almost recommend practicing saying thank you. Yeah. You know that, and just, just making sure you have some sort of script in mind, yes. anything, just, just be prepared. You do not have to be authentic right now. Everyone understands. Yeah. But just knowing like practice so that you know what it is you were going to say yeah. when somebody comes up to express their condolences. Absolutely. Even if it is the 35th or 135th time you somebody is, has come up to you and said, I'm so sorry for your loss mm-hmm. to be able to at least say thank you. Absolutely. Just shake a hand, 
You don't have to be a, you know, that's it. Just shake the hand and that's it. And there are some funeral homes that also do have little private rooms you can just go to when you need a a minute to breathe during those Mm -hmm, reception mm -hmm. times. They'll actually have those rooms. Like you can always ask, right? Yes. Make sure you have that time to go, okay, I need to breathe and then go and take your time. And if you are needed to take your time, make sure that if somebody is, is, because there would be people who are there who are so concerned about you mm-hmm. and they may think that you don't need that. Oh, it's no, you shouldn't be alone. They might say. Right. And sometimes it can feel, you can feel kind of weak and allow them to impede on your space. And it's really important in those moments to, as we always say, say what you need. And if somebody is like, no, you shouldn't be alone. If you say, thank you, but I need to be alone for just a minute. Do you know what? And you could always designate a grieving buddy, someone to bar the door so you can have that alone time because they know what you need. And if anyone goes to say, be like, no, 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 they just, they need some time alone. That is a super amazing idea. Yeah. Have somebody there that's your backup. It's like a bride on her wedding day. I have my maid of honor. Mm -hmm. Go have your grieving buddy. Just to have somebody that that can do that for you, that would actually be super helpful. Absolutely. And there are people that are willing to do that for you. You just have to make sure that you're opening your mouth, you're opening it and saying what you need, because this is such a sensitive time that I'm like, we always stress mental health, Phil. This is going to be that time where it needs to be stressed harder. Absolutely. And you know what? The important thing is like, don't wait until you are on your way to the funeral or even at the funeral to try to, to try to arrange for this. You know, the funeral is coming up and you know, who's going to be there that you can trust. Find that person beforehand and say, listen, Mm -hmm. there's going to come a time during the funeral. I need some time alone. I need you to be the person who helps me get that. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's your loved ones. They're there for you. You pick one and that's it. So we did not take to social this time. Uh, nope. Nope. It would have uh, just better to uh, let us do the talking. <laughs> but we did take to the internet. Before we get to um, the internet, mm-hmm. we're talking a lot about being the being the person in mourning at the funeral. Okay. Or in general. But there's also, if you were... At the funeral as a guest or somebody who knew the person and you're just there to say goodbye and you're not, you're not a member of the family and you're not whatever you, it's still important to remember that your, your grief is still valid Mm -hmm. and that if you are comfortable, you can go up to those people, the, the, the family and, 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 and greet them and, and give your condolences. But if you are not, don't beat yourself up about it because mm. you know you're an introvert. There's a lot of people around. In in the end, chances are that the family is going to be so overwhelmed with the people who are coming up to them mm-hmm. that just the fact that you were there is enough. Absolutely, like that's take. Don't let your anxiety beat you up. Exactly like what you said, Phil. Don't let it beat you up in a be- in the best possible way, out of love. It's not mm-hmm. about you right now. And like, it, it just, you're giving, you're doing them a favor that way. It's absolutely. Absolutely. And just go and do what you need to do. 
and take care of yourself. Again, you've got to think about yourself right now. And if you don't want to say, shake those hands, go up and, and say anything, you're totally in your right to do that too. Do sign the condolence book. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that way, when they are going back over the day, trying to remember who was there in case they want to send a note of thanks or just they're trying to remember like who was there because mm-hmm. it will be a blur. Um, they can at least look back and and know that, that you were one of the people that was there and that you've, you've, even if you couldn't give them uh, your best wishes or, 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 or your condolences um, at the time uh, that you're able to do so in writing. So now shall we go to the internet? <laughs> Let's head off to the internet. What? Jess, did we find on the inter- internet? Well, introvert deer, of course. <laughs> of course. Well, of course. Uh, the internet was a nice little trove. Actually, it was a little bit more of a popular, a little bit more of a popular topic than we thought. Hmm. Uh, but introvert deer has proven to be just a great source as well. Um, introvert deer on their article, introverts and the burden of grief. Uh, when an introvert loses someone close to them, they may have trouble coping not only with the grief, but also with the people around them at the wake or funeral. Others want to talk to them and express their condolences. They may ask about their well-being countless times. Introverts may feel the desire to run and hide during the funeral in order to avoid all this attention. However, this clashes with wanting to be grateful and polite to those offering their support, which which puts a heavy burden on the introvert's soul. Yes. For an introvert, it's important to focus on only coping with the grief itself. This means taking whatever time and solitude you need to get back on your feet and not doing things just to please others. Pleasing others can have a negative effect on coping mechanisms. That's exactly what we were saying earlier. Yeah. It is. Great minds think alike. Indeed. It's important not to overthink things and question whether you are being rude when you are the one grieving. People who love and support you will understand this. What's more, time will eventually heal your emotional wounds, even though it is impossible to erase them completely. I like that last sentence. Mm-hmm. That was really well said. And the reason I like that well said that, that last sentence, as I'm sure that, that, that you can sense and that you know, is... Like you mentioned, there's no timeline for grieving. Mm-hmm. And if, especially if you are a person who's lost a, a, a loved one or, or a family member and you are, you're grieving very, very hard, there are people around you mm-hmm. who were not as close or people who, 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 who grieve at a different speed who may begin to tell you that you've, you've grieved enough, that you have given enough time. You know, it's it's been this long. You should be okay now. Don't let anyone do that to you. No, because you need what you need. Yep. And grief moves different stages for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's all relative. Mm-hmm. And and it is also important that some people maybe may try to tell you that you should be over it by now, like you kind of mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important to remember that that. You don't get over it. Mm-hmm. You learn to live with it. Mm-hmm. And you'll be able to to cope with grief and with that the, the absence of that person, but you may never completely it will never erase the 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 hurt. And 
but you will learn how to how to deal with it. So you don't let anybody tell you that you should get over it by now or you should be over it because mm-hmm. you won't be. Very well said. When I lost a woman that was very close to me, it it may have taken me almost 10 years to completely be able to put that behind me. Right. And although I may have, I coped with it at varying levels of success, I was pretty broken for a good portion of those 10 years. It's a thing that, that may affect you for a long time. Mm-hmm. And nobody can tell you what speed to grieve at. Right. And the best people will be the people who will be there for you regardless and who will let you grieve at your speed and who will just be there for you and with you. If anything, that's that's a bright side when you look at it because you've just found the people that don't need to be in your life. The ones that clearly just want you to get over it because they don't, yeah. they don't want to hear about it anymore. It's because it's there for them it's difficult for them. Right. And they're putting them themselves and their emotions ahead of yours. That's right. And that's not fair to do to anybody. So no. just do what you need to do. Uh, what's your grief.com? That's a clever name. I like mm, that. Indeed. <laughs> introverts and grief. So my very basic advice to introverts dealing with grief is to accept your nature and go easy on yourself. You will likely have to endure the rituals associated with the funeral. And for a while after the death, people are probably going to want to check in, call, drop by and stop you on the street. Acknowledge these things may be draining for you and plan to give yourself a little extra space and time. Also, don't be surprised if the coping mechanisms that worked for your extroverted friend, like widow, widower, happy hours, and support groups don't feel as right for you. There's an extroverted component to many grieving rituals. Mm -hmm. Like some funerals, funeral traditions have a receiving line. Either as people are coming into the funeral, as people are leaving the funeral, this is, this is quite frankly, hell. And so if that's something that is part of the tradition or you're being forced into, if you can't get out of it, do what you can, mm-hmm. steal yourself and get through it. But also like, be prepared. People are going to be coming up to you on the street. People are going to be trying to talk to you after the funeral, whatever. And, and you know, you've got to do your your thing there there is it's just a it, and i don't mean this to sound it, it's going to happen it's a fact so the best thing that you can do for yourself prepare for it and the advice go easy on yourself be be gentle with yourself and understand that it, people understand they do they get it yeah mm-hmm. good piece of advice it's a hard one to get around it is a hard one introvertwhisperer.com had an article, Introvert's Guide to Grief, Three Truths About Grief That Will Help You Manage Your Process. And one of the things that 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 we found was, was this. Uh, you don't have to go through it alone. Grief is uncomfortable for everyone. When it comes to talking about your grief, where do you begin? For introverts, the mere thought of expressing themselves can be tiring. As a result, you may feel tempted to keep your feelings locked inside you. While expressing grief is not essential, completely disassociating from others is alienating and alienating. <clears throat> While expressing grief is not essential, completely disassociating from others is quite alienating and can leave you feeling alone. 
This is why reaching out may help you alleviate grief's heavy burden. Of course, as an introvert, surrounding yourself with a large crowd may not be beneficial, but reaching out to a small group could help release you from your isolated feelings. That's a nice way of looking at it, too. One of the, yeah, because one of the things that, 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 that sort of occurs to me that is sort of helpful mm-hmm. as an introvert, uh, keep in mind that a lot of the, the grieving communication is essentially small talk. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry for your loss. Thank mm-hmm. um, I'm so sorry to hear about your loss. These are, these are surface level mm-hmm. things. What's your favorite memory of the person? Mm. Or talking about the person. So you don't have to talk about the death. You don't have to talk about the, the, the fact that you are grieving. That's a fact. You can just, if you can find someone with whom you can just talk about the person. Mm-hmm. And in depth, in, in, and that will lead you to what you're feeling. But it won't be, it's not a way to, to, to start. You don't start with that. Talk about talk about the person introverts are good at skipping the the small talk and getting to the good stuff so let yourself get to the meat of what you're feeling and start maybe with memories or something you liked about that person or 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 whatever it is but only if you're ready you know it's it's so true I mean, that, that is such a beautiful topic to talk about, too, as the introvert getting to a meat of a, of a, of a discussion. Mm-hmm. Your grief is, is simply the love you want to give that person that you can't anymore. Yeah. And, and it's, it's this built up and you don't know what to do with it because you're so used to giving it to them. Yeah. And you can't anymore. And I think by doing that, you're, you're, you're letting it go. You're letting that love go in the best of ways possible because you're honoring them. And that that love can still be there, and it won't go away. But by giving those wonderful memories, what you really miss about them, you're placing your love somewhere. Yeah, and it's in a healthy coping mechanism, and it's with somebody that you trust. It's on your time, and it's within a healthy boundary. Yeah, it's a safe space. Cultivate that safe space for yourself. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, Phil, by the end of this discussion, I feel as though this was probably a topic we were always ready to tell. I, th- I, I mean, I think so. I mean, a lot of the topics we were approaching was sort of like a, uh, you know, a, a, more of a, a, a let's have fun with this sort of thing. And this is a difficult one. You can't really do that mm-hmm. with this. So did we learn anything? Yeah, I think we more reaffirmed having gone through this, that this is all we talk about experience. Cause again, it's something that we, we come together with. And I think it just reminded me that mm. grieving can be a collective thing. It can be collective. And as the introvert, that's the best part is you can choose when you can, when you want to participate mm-hmm. and, it, and it's totally up to you. And I think that's, at least that's a, a side we want you to walk away from with this conversation is knowing that you can choose when you want to come to people or not. Everyone's going to be on your side. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it's, it's the reminder that, that grief is something you do on, on your terms. Mm-hmm. Nobody can tell you how to do it. And you should as much as possible 
take the time that you need and say what you need, as we always Absolutely. say. Absolutely. One thing I would like to say before before we 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 sort of like make our exit here is that I think because there's a public forum. You and I both sort of we've we've sort of talked around our the thing the the people that we lost. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't get really specific about that, and sharing those stories can be really helpful. But it, they're not always our stories to tell, mm-hmm. at least in a public forum like this. If you, as a listener, are experiencing grief and you need to share that. Please do reach out. Mm-hmm. We're in this together, you guys. And if 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 you are feeling a loss, even no matter how long ago it was, and you you feel like you you just want to share that, mm-hmm. just just you know, you know where to find us. We're here. Thanks, guys. 